would you like to have more time in your day? Would you like to be able to do more of what matters to you? We know that we don't find time, we make time, but that means we've got to be more efficient and more productive and get more out of our day when we have to focus so that we have more space for the things that matter to us. Welcome to the Becoming Future You podcast, where it's all about you. I'm here to help you figure out who you are and what you want out of your life. What are your special gifts? How do you impact others? What does living a great life look like for you? The answers are inside of you, and we're going to unlock them together. It's time to become future you. I'm your host, Mel Jolly. Let's get to work. So today I want to talk about five strategies to help you get more out of your day, to be more productive, but that doesn't necessarily mean spending more time. Being more productive doesn't necessarily mean doing more. It might mean doing less. It might mean being more efficient and being more selective about what you work on and making sure you put your time and your energy into your priorities, okay? So please don't think that I'm saying, let's figure out how to squeeze 18 more things into your already busy life. No, what I'm trying to say is, would you like to take a nap? Let's figure out how you can have 30 minutes in your bed every afternoon to just like rest your eyes and recharge. Or maybe you're like Mel and you really want to have evening time for coloring. Really into coloring right now. I just like to listen to something on TV and I'm coloring and I'm making greeting cards for people. So I love it. I love it. It relaxes me. It energizes me, but in like a a chill way so that I go to sleep and I sleep really well. Anyway coloring. When we talk about productivity and getting more out of your day, it doesn't mean shoving 18 more things into it. It means how do we enjoy the journey more and how do we be efficient and productive when we need to be so that we can also be calm and relaxed when we need to be so that we can also spend time with people and be fully focused and present in the moment with those people. Strategy number one, take more breaks. If you want to be more productive, if you want to get more done in less time, this sounds counterintuitive, but winners take breaks. I learned this from reading When the Scientific Secrets of Perfect Timing by Daniel Pink. He does not say winners take breaks, but it is what I have to say to myself as a mantra so that I actually remember to do it. Winners take breaks. Woo! Usually, Most humans need a break sometime around 52 minutes. So if you're working, especially at the computer, set a timer. 52 minutes is a weird amount of time for me to work into my schedule. I usually go with 50. I do actually have to set a timer. Sometimes I get in a good routine. It's just a natural habit. And I I walk away from the computer every 50 minutes or I drink so much water, I naturally have to go to the bathroom or I want to go make more coffee or get a snack. But if you need to set a timer, especially if you sit down all day, 
15 minutes is a good moment for you to stand up and stretch and maybe do some walking around and get the blood flowing. I work at a standing desk. So for me, 15 minutes is a good point in time for me to go sit down and put my feet up and rest my feet for a minute because I've been walking on the treadmill for the last 50 minutes. I don't have like a a fancy watch that tells me when it's time to get up and move around. Um, But I was visiting a friend and uh, he has an Apple watch and we were sitting at the table and all of a sudden he's just like moving his arm around. He's just moving. He's just moving his arm around. And I was like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm trying to get my uh, standing circle to close. I apologize if that's not exactly what it is. But, you know, he was supposed to be standing up and moving around. Instead, he's just flopping his arm around so that he can get the circle to close. Guys, you really only get credit for standing if you actually stand up. So if you want to be more productive, work more breaks into your day, preferably every 50 minutes or so. And if you are worried that you will lose your momentum, remember this. You're the one who created the momentum to start with. Of course you can get it back. It came from you. So take more breaks. Strategy number two, to be more productive and get more out of your day. Make a plan. It sounds so simple, but I spent so long just carrying like a vague plan in my head that was just built around my obligations to other people. Okay, I got to meet this person there. I have a call at this time. You know, I got to go pick up this person and, and take them to that place. And it was all built around my obligations to other people. That's not a great way to plan because it doesn't involve any of your priorities. Yes, picking your kid up at school is a priority. You know, that's probably an important part of parenting, driving them around and getting to spend that time in the car with them. But what other priorities need to go in your plan? Do you need to exercise? Do you have a certain project you're working on? Do you need to meal plan? That's like planning to plan. I, I was so resistant to meal planning. And if I'm honest, I still don't like doing it. And I still a little bit resent the time that it takes, which may be how, how you feel about planning. But time spent planning has always, always, always been time well spent for me. All of us wake up with the ability to make a certain number of decisions each day. I kind of think maybe I can make fewer decisions than other people. Decisions make me really tired. So you notice I talk about habits and routines a lot. And it's because I discovered that the fewer decisions that I make in the parts of my day that are the kind of kind of the same all day, every day, the better I'm able to make decisions when I'm writing my next book. Should this chapter be about this thing or that thing? And how do I teach that? better able to make decisions on what goes into the podcast. As long as I'm not wasting all my decisions on, well, should I exercise first or do my meditation first? Or should I, you know, take the dog out first or feed the cats first? No, I just do it all in the same order every day so that I don't lose those decisions. What clothes should I put on? 
Well, probably the clothes that Pastmel put in a bag for me and left in the bathroom. Thank you, Pastmel. I'm just glad to be dressed and warm. <laughs> okay. We, we only have a certain number of decisions that we can make. So if you want to avoid decision fatigue and make better choices, make a plan. For me, making a plan means having multiple I don't know if it's points of view or perspective, but when I make a plan, I have a big picture plan. Where am I going in 10 years? Like if I'm looking at my vision board right now. Where do I want to be? Five-star future Mel. Okay, she wants the TED Talk and she wants a pool and I can see that she's got all these plants in a picture of a beautiful white house and it's at the beach. I have a vision board for the big, big picture planning. Well, that doesn't tell me what I need to do on Tuesday. So then I start shrinking it down to a weekly view. Okay, what needs to happen in a week? And I make a big list. I have a uh, project management software called Basecamp. There are so many out there, but that's how I kind of track what needs to happen this week. I do a lot of freelancing. I work with quite a few clients. I'm also the director of a conference. So... There's a lot of important tasks on my list. Weekly view. Then once a week on Sunday, I break it down into a daily view. And I lay out what needs to happen for the week and when I think I'm going to do it. And I literally block the time out of my calendar. Okay, at this point in time, I'm going to record a podcast. At this point in time, for this two hours, I'm going to work for this client. For this hour, I'm going to walk the dog. For this hour, I'm going to take lunch. I literally put all of that in my calendar. And if you were to look at my calendar on Sunday, it gets filled up. That's how I'm getting so much done. Okay. But this leads me right into strategy number three, which is build in buffer time. This is the one I'm not so good at. I'm great with the block scheduling. Always was really good at math and geometry. <laughs> so, and I'm getting much, much better at figuring out how long something's gonna take. So I can take my weekly lists and put it in block time on my calendar and have a decent idea of like, this thing's gonna take an hour. This thing's gonna take an hour and a half. It helps that I always estimate up. If I think it's gonna take an hour, I, I put it in for an hour and 15 minutes so that I get a little extra time. But strategy number three is to build in buffer time. This needs to be different from your break time. It's not like, oh, well, if I'm behind, I just don't get a break. No. I recently added to my calendar 45 minutes every single day that's just called catch up. Here's why I need it. I'm not perfect. The day never ever, ever goes perfectly according to plan. So usually sometime around three o'clock, I am about 45 minutes behind on my schedule. Something took longer than I thought it was going to. I needed to squeeze something else in that I hadn't anticipated. I'm just feeling sluggish and tired. <laughs> and I need that buffer time. I've been very resistant to putting it into my calendar because it feels like wasted time. Oh, but I could fit something else into that slot. I'm finally coming to terms with, 
the fact that I'm scheduling too much in one day. And I'm hoping this will help me stay a little bit more on track so that by the time I reach Friday, I don't have an additional four hours of work to do that I wasn't able to fit in Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, because none of my days were perfect. I'm guessing none of your days are perfect either. Strategy number four, stay off social media. Put down your phone. Ugh, we all know social media is such a big time suck. We know it. We know it and we do it anyway. Listen, I'm not saying never, ever, ever get on social media, but if you would like to be more efficient, more productive with your time so that you can spend less time doing things you have to do and more time doing things you want to do. Staying off social media will help you do things faster. Something that used to take you an hour will only take you 45 minutes because you won't keep checking Instagram. When we do that, we're not multitasking. We're splitting our attention. And the more times we split it, the more fractured it gets, the less we're able to focus, and the more our brain is like, oh, a squirrel. Let me run over here. Let me run over there. Let me check this thing. Let me check that thing. Whereas when you sleep, you get a little bit of a reset. So if you can set a not before time for social media, either I'm not going to check it before a certain time of day, or I'm not going to check it until I've achieved a certain number of things, maybe a set thing especially if you do anything creative, please, if you do anything creative, it would help you so much if you did not check social media until you were done with the creative thing. Like if I check social media and my email, my ability to write is just 50% what it was. Sure, it's hard to stare at the blank document, but it's not as hard as it would be after I've checked, 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 checked. And if I only had 20 minutes for working the book, now I've spent eight of it check, check, checking everything. And, and my attention span is not even very good now that I spent all that time. So set a not before time for social media. Strategy number five, exercise. Again, this sounds like something that's taking away from your ability to be productive and to make time for what you want to do instead of what just what you should do or what you're supposed to do. When you exercise, when you stretch your muscles, when you get your heart rate up, guess what? You get happy hormone release. You are able to think clearer. You're more productive. It's like sleep. I should have put sleep on this list. Surprise. Strategy number six. They said there was only going to be five. Strategy number six, get enough sleep. The time that you spend on exercise and the time that you spend sleeping, you will get back. I didn't believe this for a long time and I cut my sleep short because I was like, I don't have so much to get done. I, I can't. I just six and a half, seven hours. It's fine. Then I get an extra hour or so in my day. No. When I started sleeping eight, eight and a half hours, nine, sometimes nine hours is what I need. Then guess what? I get things done so fast. My brain is like, woo, yes, let's get it done. Let's party. Let's make the decisions and move on with our lives. 
as opposed to when I'm tired and I'm sluggish and I realize I've been just kind of staring at the computer for 15 minutes. I'm not even sure what I'm supposed to be doing right now. Okay. You'll notice the difference in your brain and your ability if you exercise and get enough sleep. So that was actually six strategies. You're welcome. Surprise bonus. Number one, take more breaks. Number two, make a plan. Time spent planning is always time that you're going to get back later. Number three, build in buffer time. Don't be like Mel and think that you're going to have perfect days because you've scheduled everything. It's, it's not going to be perfect. Okay, so just go ahead and build in some extra time to catch up on things that kind of fell by the wayside throughout the day. Stay off social media at least until set a not before time. So whether that's a specific time in the day or after you've achieved a certain number of things. And five and bonus number six, exercise and get the proper amount of sleep. Doing these things will mean that the have tos of your day the tasks that you have to get done, they will get done faster. You'll be able to do them more energetically. You'll be able to find time, I mean, make time for what matters to you, whether that is doing something relaxing, whether it is fitting in time to train for a half marathon, which I'm told takes a lot of time out of your day, whether it's spending more time with your family. If you get your have-tos done and you're more efficient, you get to make time for what matters to you and what matters to future you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and got something you needed. If you did, please remember to take a screenshot of the podcast and post it on your favorite social media platform. Not only will it help this growing podcast find new listeners, you also retain new information better when you tell others about it. So make a quick post about today's episode and then take action on what you learned. Remember, if future you is different than present you, that means you're going to have to do something different. If you'd like to get more clarity on who you want to become, Download the free Becoming Future You Starter Guide at becomingfutureyou.com forward slash start.